When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to online. It is Monday, April 17th, a slight departure from our typical schedule, but we got a good one today. We're unveiling the entrance of the girls and boys 4x8s and DMRs for the pen relays presented by Toyota, along with commentary on the top field events that we see out there going into Franklin Field at pen relays. And we're super, super excited. I'm Corey Mall here with my Lovely co-hosts, Olivia Ekbenet and Ashley Titians. And, uh, yeah, we're T-minus less than two weeks now, ladies. How are you feeling about it? Super pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Philadelphia, late April, maybe the spring weather kind of coming our way, getting a little hotter. I know right now in Texas it's a little chilly. It is, surprisingly. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what, what's going on with weather. It's, it's uh, a little crazy. Olivia, how's the weather over in your way? It's a little chilly here, too. As to be expected. So I am just crossing my fingers as the days unfold. We get a little bit more sun, some yeah. warm weather. As Corey knows, anything below 60 for me, I am layered <laughs> up. So Bringing out the jacket. Yeah, that's any time for yes. a track and field, the hope for weather. But uh, without further ado, let's just get going. What, what, what are the fields, Olivia? What are we starting with? Yeah, let's start with the girls' DMR and just kind of looking at the top entries for this field i think it's gonna be quite exciting let's start off with the third best team going into this meet it's gonna be img academy of florida when i saw this i was like in recent conversations we've talked multiple times about the sprint program how the boys have been so dominant looking so strong and the fact that now we can say img is going to be in this field for the girls dmr it's going to be exciting i'm excited to see and kind of have these question marks around Layla Haynes. She's run 209 in the 800, 453 in the 1500 meters. So I think the biggest question mark for IMG is where is Layla going to shine the brightest? What leg is she going to be running on? And I feel like she's going to play such a huge role for IMG Academy in the DMR. The second fastest team going into this is going to be Harbor Ford of Pennsylvania. They're currently number one in the state in the girls' 4x4, four four, but during the indoor season, they finished fourth at New Balance National Indoors in the DMR with an 11.53.19, and that's number two all-time in state history as well. 
And then finally, the big team to look out for, who are your defending champions as well, is Saratoga Springs. And they ran the fastest time in the nation in the DMR last year at this meet with an 11.43.26. And they actually earned their second Penn Relay title overall. So can they get their third? They have just been so dominant, Corey and Ashley, from the state level to also the national level as well when it comes to this event. And also on the distance side, too. And just looking at the girls that they have, it's completely stacked. There's so much depth from Emily Bush to Alicia Hart, who were on those winning teams last year. They're going to be returning again this year. You have Sheridan Wheeler, Anya Balil, and it's just going to be exciting to see what all four of these girls can do. So let's go ahead and pull up the, the DMR list one more time, and let's take a closer look to see, again, Saratoga Springs, Harbor Ford High School's in there, IMG Academy. Then you have teams like West Springfield, Hunter College, uh, from New York St. Jago and just kind of looking at the list here they're the only Jamaican team that's in this field as well so pretty dominant when it comes to the U.S. Harper Horsham Owen J. Roberts Clearview North Hunterton W.T. Woodson Burt Hills Boston is in there as well Central Books South uh, Perry come on Valley is also in this field William Penn Charter and Classical High School so Corey a great field loaded up for this girls DMR yeah, and DMR special because only 16 get in. You know, you're not qualifying. Yeah. This is it. This is the race. Uh, I, I'm curious. You asked the question to start out with IMG Academy and Layla Haynes. What leg would you put mm -hmm. her at? I think she's really strong when it comes to, like I said, the 800 and also the 1500. I would put her in that 800, to be honest. The fact that she's going sub 210 already this season, I think she's going to really help IMG get into that mix. So I would put her in that 800-meter leg. Okay, interesting. I feel like I would go the opposite. I would go 1,600 meters because I, I don't – I mean – What about 1,200? No, I, no, yeah, I would want her to finish off the race. She's, she's the strongest part of that distance contingent right now for IMG, and you can kind of lean on her to – personally, if I was a coach, I would lean on her to finish. Um, but obviously, if she goes 800 in the middle of the, of the race, I mean, she does – she, she's like a rocket. She'll probably do well uh, either way. But um, I guess overall, my, my thoughts here is, you know, will a me record go down? Probably not. Uh, Tatnell owns the DMR record at, here at the Penn Relays, 11.28. Uh, FM actually has the fastest New York time uh, ever run at the Penn Relays, 11.34. So Saratoga definitely does have some work to do. Um, fastest they've gone since 2021 is 11.42. Uh, but their top DMR time of all time is 11.36. So, um, I don't know. Will we get really fast teams here? I think it's possible just with the state of track and field. Uh, super shoes. Uh, <laughs> tracks are seemingly faster. Um, five teams have broken 11.40 all time on the girls' side in the DMR. I think we get one or two here. I could I can count on it. Ashley, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think when I look at this race, it's... You know, Saratoga Springs obviously enters with a lot of experience at Penn Relays underneath their belt. You know, like Olivia mentioned, they're the defending champions, but they have, you know, key members of their squads like Emily Bush who know what it takes to run in an environment like this and really put it all out there on the line. Personally, though, I I want to lean towards IMG Academy as my favorite here. I think I'm really impressed, especially with, like, Layla Haynes, and I feel like they have a really solid crew that if they put together, you know, legs from the 400 all the way up to the 1600 it you know taps into a little bit of you know some of that sprint speed from that squad but also some of that distance mid-distance speed as well so i really like img here we'll see how that goes but those are my thoughts 
Awesome. Actually, I think you got the, the boys DMR coming up, right? That's right. And going into this boys DMR at Penn Relays, it's going to be a real close race, I think. If you look at these top three teams, they all have, you know, season best from the indoor season all within a second of each other. So let's take a look at these top three teams. Coming at number three is Monroe Woodbury out of New York. They ran 10.09 indoors. They finished a close second place at Nike Indoor Nationals with that time. They're led by Colin Gilstrap, and he's gone 227 in the 1,000 indoors, and he's also gone sub-9 in the 3,200. So they'll be your third-best team going in. Then at number two, you'll have Episcopal Academy out of Pennsylvania. They were the indoor national champions in this event at Nike Indoor Nationals. They clocked a U.S. number three performance of 10.08.93, just beating out the, actually the Monroe Woodbury squad there. And they're led by Michael Woolery, who's already gone 156 out, outdoors so far this season, and he owns a 152 personal best from the indoor state championships back um, you know, a few months prior. And then if you're looking at your top seed here, it's going to be Del Barton School out of New Jersey. And they have also clocked a 10.08. So if you look at these top three seeds, they've all gone either 10.08 or 10.09, which is really impressive. They clocked that time indoors at the U.S. Army Officials Hall of Fame Invitational. And they're led by Colin Bowler, who's gone 151 so far for the 800. So, you know, if you look at this squad here, it's, you know... I think the real question is going to be at the end who's going to be the team that pulls away, you know, especially when it comes down to those fractions of a second. It's going to be whoever has that surge and that final kick and really, you know, is really smart when it goes into the race. They're going to come out with this win. So it's going to be exciting stuff. Any thoughts on any sleepers uh, from the field that could, could make a move? I mean, if you look, so if we throw back those, you know, that list of entries there again, I really do like, I mean, you have Union Catholic here in this, you know, relay as well. And Union Catholic has a really strong history of relay races at the Penn Relays. Looking down the list as well, I see Christ School out in North Carolina. Uh -oh. So who knows? Uh -oh. Will Rocky Hansen make an, <laughs> uh -oh. an appearance in Dawson Reeves? That could be interesting. Yeah. And they, I think they're, they've historically been, you know, I think in the last year posted some of the top times in North Carolina as well. So that'll be interesting to watch. Well, if you think about it, mm -hmm. um, you know, Reeves is phenomenal right now. Yeah. So if you put him at 12, if you put Rocky at, at the anchor and he runs anywhere close to like 400 or 402 and everyone else is running 410s or 410s. I mean, that could be what they need to make up that gap. Exactly. At the end. Like I, I, I wouldn't put them out of the picture. No. Uh -uh. Um, so that's interesting that you said that. Uh, I didn't even think about Christ School, to be honest. Um, you know, one question, I guess, that will be answered is, is anyone going to break 10 minutes? Only three teams in Penn Relay's history have broken 10 minutes. Uh, and, you know, South Lakes in 2001 was one of them. With Alan Webb, uh, St. Anthony's in 2018, 959. But the all-time records held by Hopewell Valley, who ran 957 in 2018. And that was led by Sean Dolan, who anchored... Uh, coincidentally enough, he's the son of the meat director, Steve Dolan, uh, there at the University of Penn. So will they break 10? That's a big ask. I don't know if it happens. But for me, I think there's a lot of potential chaos uh, in, in the grouping here. <laughs> you know, fastest time doesn't always win. Seed time doesn't always mm -hmm. win. So with Del Barton, mm -hmm. obviously, they have good athletes and a good hit, like resume going in. But I don't necessarily think they are the favorite. Same with the basketball, not really experienced enough in this situation to just guarantee them uh, being the favorite. But I do like CBA, mm -hmm. always in the mix. LaSalle College, actually, sneaky. They, they are down on the seed list here, but, you know, I think if LaSalle can, can put together a couple good legs, they could be in it. And then, as always, you know, Union Catholic. I think Union Catholic has got to be always mentioned there. 
Um, Olivia, anything else you want to add for the, the boys DMR? First of all, I love how you said potential chaos. I, I love that. <laughs> potential chaos, boys, DMR. I have to agree with all of you guys. I think, like, as you mentioned, like, the sleeper picks, Union Catholic was the first school that, like, popped into my brain. I'm like, don't count them out. They're just right there at the top. And as you mentioned, Corey, in CBA, they just have the history. They have some depth there at that program as well. So I wouldn't count them out as well. And see, times really don't matter. So it's the best team, and I'm all for the potential chaos. There's too many close C times going into this, and they're pretty accurate and spot on based off what the teams have done over the course of this year too. So yeah, it's going to be an exciting one for sure. All right. So let's move on to our next event. That is the girls four by 800. The thing with the four by eights is that a lot of teams get in big schools, small schools, but then you got to qualify for the championship of America. Total of 75 teams on both sides are getting into the four by eight. So that's where we're going to start. The lists we're going to put up on the screen eventually are going to be the top 40 teams. Um, but right now, getting to the top three seeds on the girls' side, and got to start with uh, number three here, Homewood Tech of Jamaica. Uh, phenomenal team. They have a lot of talent. Obviously, Jamaica comes into the uh, to the Penrillies with a lot of prior experience. They are led by Jody Ann Mitchell, who ran 210-5-1 at the Issa Jamaican Champs uh, just in March, a couple weeks back. So she is their, their top Girl, we'll see if they can put together a strong team to help aid her uh, in in that race there. Edwin Allen is the defending champions here in the girls 4x800, uh, and they are returning some members from last year's 854 time. Um, awesome performance overall. Amoya Jameson has run 209 this season. Rakish Smith has run 210. Uh, they both converted on those times back at the Issa Jamaican Champs, uh, just like uh, Mitchell did. So they're pretty fit, uh, and they are ready to go. And considering they won last year, I think you got to consider Edwin Allen is the pre-race favorite, even if they're not the top seed. I think you got that, that championship from last year, and that kind of gives you a little bit of momentum going forward. So what needs to happen? Well, Union Catholic has to beat Edwin Allen at this point. They are the favorite time-wise, but as far as mentality, maybe not. So they do have to prove themselves here in the 4x800, and they do have a chance to do something really, really special, potentially a national record. I mean, just off of their indoor performance uh, over the last couple of weeks at New Balance Nationals Indoor, they ran 858.48, just behind Cuthbertson, who broke the national record. But uh, head coach Mike McCabe has been talking about a healthy lineup, a strong and fit lineup is ready to go after that 8:43 from Eleanor Roosevelt uh, way back when, and they got a good lineup I think that can go after it. Uh, Mamea Nanaya has run 2:13 this year. Jamia King 2:17. Peyton Hollis at full strength is 2:10 and under, uh, and I think that's three strong for Union Catholic. So they have the talent. Now you got to get up on the line and go do it and make it happen. So it's going to be fun to see an American team like Union Catholic go after this championship of America title here in the 4x800. Let's outline the – well, let's outline some of the field. I don't know if we can get into all 75. Uh, <laughs> but the 4x800 is going to be really, really strong. And, you know, after Catholic, Allen, and Tech, we have South Lakes of Virginia, Shaker High School of New York, Mount Tabor of New York, New North Carolina. They were also at New Balance. Cornwall, J.P. McCaskey, State College, Cherokee, Padua Academy, Alphonsus Davis, Walter Johnson, Penridge, Upper Dublin, Syosset High School, Shenandoah East, 
St. John's College and Georgetown visitation. That's the top 20 teams overall. Uh, I'm going to turn it to Ashley now. Any thoughts here on what you see? You know, looking at this field, the I know you've already touched on this a little bit, but the the first thing that comes to my mind is how fast will Union Catholic go? And you know, can they can they they are the top seed, but can they challenge the defending champions? You know, with the, some of those Jamaican schools. And you know, I think back to New Balance indoors when I was watching that race between them and Cuthbertson, and I was kind of shocked to see them. You know right up there and they were leading at points too in that race they look so strong and so that to me tells me you know you know historically union catholic's going to perform really well on those big high pressure stages in my opinion and from what i've seen from that team so i don't think a national record is out of the question personally i think that could be something that you know they do especially in that environment with those really fast teams around them that could be really special um you know looking down the list too though some other teams that stand out cornwall could we see i know carrie belog is in the 3k yeah. so could we see her in the four by eight there that'd be interesting and then even beyond the top 20 morgantown high school is going to be in this field i know irene riggs is in the mile who knows and morgantown's you know they were good during cross country as well so those are a few teams that stand out in my mind i will add uh there's hardly ever any doubling you can't yeah. triple here at all yeah um but the rare chance that you can run them more than one race is in these these Championship of America events, 4x8 and DMR. So some of the 3K participants, some of the mile participants do are able to run in those uh, relays. So, I mean, Cornwall, Kerry Beloga, it sounds like it could happen. I think we could put a lot of the stars in some of these lineups and uh, we could see what happened. Um, Union Catholic, I should mention, too. Third last year, Cuthbertson was second. Will Cuthbertson be watching at home? I, I'm wondering. Will they just <laughs> be like, hmm, are they going to do it? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One more race to go. Olivia, I think you got it. Yes, let's kick it off with the boys. Four by 800-meter relay. And I think this is going to be an exciting matchup. The top three teams are actually Jamaican programs. So earlier this season at the Gibson-McCook relays, the top three teams battled it out in the four by eight, and here they'll have a chance to kind of go head to head once again and seek redemption. The third fastest team going into here is Calabar. They went 749.85 this season, but you guys, back in 2014, they actually won this title in 737. So I mentioned that because they do have the, the knowledge and the history to be able to be like, this is what it took to win the Championship of America Boys 4x8 title. And they have that experience as well on the coaching side. Number two is going to be St. Elizabeth Tech. And they went 746.40 uh, already this season. And then the fastest team right now, Jamaican College, 740.78 this year. They're also your defending champions. What is so crazy to even think about is they went 728.38 last year and just completely demolished the field, which is super spectacular to watch. I know Corey and I had a chance to watch that in person and it was just incredible. The whole Jamaican fans were all into it, but just even looking at the full complete list for this boys four by eight, your top four seeds are from Jamaica. And then the first American team is Westfield from New Jersey and also Tom's River North from New Jersey as well. And so the fact that we'll have some New Jersey teams really challenging the, the Jamaicans, I think is going to be quite interesting. So just similar to what Corey did, let's go through a few of the names that will be on this list as well. You have Jamaican College, St. Elizabeth Tech, Calabar, Kingston College, Westfield, uh, Tom's River North, St. Elizabeth, St. Anthony's, excuse me, high school from New York, Catham, Pinecrest, Oakton, Danbury High School, Seton Hall Prep, also from New Jersey, Ridge, 
Cumberland Valley, Bayshore, Saratoga Springs. You know, the girls have been, you know, really have that history here at Penn Relays. And I'm curious to see how the boys are also going to fare against this field. Fordham Prep, Woodbridge Senior and Summit are also some few other teams, Corey. You know what the average for 728 for 800 is? Any, oh, gosh. Fast math. I don't know. 152. <laughs> 152 There's, is the average. That's just insane. That's yeah. insane. Like, I mean, if you look at this field, personally, Jamaica College, It's I think it's just – it's safe to say, like, they're a huge favorite. And if they can do something like that yeah. again, like, no one's going to touch them, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it almost – I mean, you got, you're got you in a completely different race yeah. uh, when somebody's running 728 yeah. there. Uh, it's it's them and then everyone else 30 seconds back, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, Westfield, Tom's River, St. Anthony. St. Anthony's, I think, uh, speaks to me a little bit because they had a great cross-country season, uh, and they were coming – they have a good group of guys that kind of fill a lineup there. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be hard for the American teams to, to, to really go after that. So – all right, uh, that is our DMR and 4x800 um, analysis. Before we get into the field events, we wanted to do one quick little commentary from all of us. And we're, in every year at Penn Relays, there are some really memorable moments, the, the moments of the meet. Uh, and so we thought, well, let's, let's see if we can predict our own memorable moments. What do you think the events will really um, kind of lead themselves to that 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 moment um i'll start with you olivia a anything speaks to you from the pen release well outside of the amazing feels that we're gonna get i know last year uh, last year last week Corey, you talked about larry josh edwards kick in the 3k and how that was a highlight for you for me it just seems like yesterday that i was watching juliet would occur take down the girls mile and really just execute an amazing race and i just feel like this year i feel like my eyes are still locked in on the girls mile i just feel like it's completely loaded with athletes like irene riggs kate putman angelina napoleon emma zawatsky sarah and so many more talented individuals that I really can see a lot of girls really push through those barriers and a meet record I definitely feel like is in jeopardy I know that's something we talked about last week but just the the flashback of just Juliet Whitaker's race in that mile just is the one that sticks so closely uh to just my memory right now and I just I'm just so excited to see how these athletes really just fare uh and get out there and compete it's gonna be a good one I agree Maybe a national record? No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not 428 <laughs> potential here for Iran, but may, maybe. Who knows? We can, we can put it out there. Who knows at this point? See, see, if it, uh, see, some, see if something happens. Ashley, what about for you? You know, looking at these races, I'll probably – I'll stick with the girls 3K because if I look at these fields, I think the 3K is actually, on the girls' side, the most stacked of any of the races. If you look at the top entries, like all those girls, you know – went to cross-country national championships and placed, you know, top 15 in those races, um, you know, during December. And all these girls have run, you know, you know, 9.30 and below, a lot of them for this 3K, and you're led by someone like Carrie Beloga. I think this could be a really interesting race, you know, you, you have... I feel like this could be a race where you don't see necessarily someone go out and just kind of lead it themselves, but maybe you have a huge, you know, good pack together going after something historic. So I'll have my eye on the girls' 3K, I think. Okay like it i'm gonna go with the boys dmr as i said earlier there could be some some chaos reigning uh, in this race and i think <laughs> when i think about like moments to me that stand out i want i really want that heroic kick at the end that 
guy who like is just putting everything on the line. His hair is just like wildly out there in the air. He's <laughs> pulsating, trying to catch up to the guy in front of him. And um, you know, I think we could see that with uh, say we have a Rocky Hansen in the anchor, and he you know takes on forty meter gap or a fifty meter gap, and he makes it up. I mean, will it, will we have a finish that tops the Drew Hunter? DMR. We, I, we have kick. to. I, we have to eventually because we keep going back to Drew Hunter. That, you know. That's like the most one of the most <laughs> iconic things. Everyone loves that finish. So who knows? Yeah, it was because it was it was uh, tenuous. You know, afterward, nobody knew who won. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you very rarely get those moments, but we'll see if we can get one again uh, in 2023. All right, uh, this is rapid fire for field event analysis. Here we're going to go into our our events uh, top. You know. Uh, two people are going to take uh, I guess one person is going to take one gender, the other person is going to take the other one and we're just going to get through so, some of the seeds here. So let's start first with the shot put. Uh, Olivia, I'll turn it to you. Yeah, let's dive into the girls field. We have three amazing talented individuals who will face each other when it comes to this event. Kicking things off for Jamaica, actually, we have Brittiana Johnson of Camberdown. She actually finished fourth last year with a toss of 42 feet, 11 inches, and she's also the top returner from the field last year. She also is the Corypta Games U20 champion. So she comes in with a lot of experience, a lot of national competition as well. And she had her best performance at the Corypta Trials where she threw over 49 feet. Now, Jessica Oji of Livingston from New Jersey, she, I feel like, will be in this mix. She hasn't thrown the shot put this season. However, during the indoor uh, season, she finished fourth at Nike Indoor Nationals, and she's also the New Jersey state champion with a personal best of 47 feet, two and a, half, and a quarter of an inch. Her outdoor PS... Her outdoor personal best is 41 feet, 7 inches. So she definitely surpassed the mark that she did last year. So I think she's going to really be in that mix and really add some competition there. And the third athlete I want to highlight is Rochelle Salman from Edwin Allen. And she finished third at the Jamaican Corypta Trials with a 46-foot throw. So she's going to be someone to look out for. So this girl's event is really going to be loaded with talent. For sure. And, yeah. Britannia is one that stood out last year, too. So, you know, hopefully she has another stand-up performance in 2023. On the guys' side, I'm only going to go into two athletes, the top two. Uh, the first of which is Kobe Lawrence of uh, Jamaica. Uh, he is from Calabar, uh, and he is coming off a World U-20 silver medal back in 2022 from Colombia. He threw 67-6.25 there. So that was his top mark overall. Uh, but he's returning from the Pemberley's where he was a runner-up last year, uh, hitting a mark of 64, 6, and 3 quarters. Uh, he's consistently in that 65 range, I think, 64 to 65. Uh, so I think he, he could definitely bring that kind of, I think, talent and overall production uh, to the top end of, of this event. Um, but he's going to go up against uh, Joshua Heisman, uh, he was a pen relays qualifier recently at, at CBA where he threw 61 feet, five inches. Uh, and he's been a big improver from last year, only threw 58, six, uh, in three quarters last year. So he's improved already three feet from that performance. Uh, he's currently us number 22 in the shot put. So, uh, Heisman's going to go up against Lawrence, uh, who, potentially could get a win after finishing uh, second last year. So that will be fun to watch. Let's go into the discus next. 
yeah, looking at the discus here, I'll begin first with the girls. So looking at the top three athletes, all of these, looking at this, you know, they're all from Jamaica, actually, the top three in the girls' side. And be, that begins first with Cedrica Williams, and she's from Holmwood Tech. And she's actually your defending champion from the 2022 Penn Relays, where she threw 177.7. But just two weeks ago, guys, she threw an astonishing 189.9 in the discus to win the Issa Grace Kennedy Championship. So that's just, you know, such an incredible mark. So she'll be a really heavy favorite going into this. But you know, looking at the rest of this field, you have Abigail Martin of St. Jago. She has gone 186-1 in the discus. That's also a huge PR there that's come from earlier this season. And then Brittany Johnson, I think she could be a dark horse candidate too, looking at this field. She just won the Class 1 girls discus title at the Anthric Corporate Area Championships at the throw of 156-6. So if she can really, you know, if she puts it together all in the day and has a huge throw, she could get up there. But again, the girls discus field here, it's going to be the Jamaicans probably leading the way here. Olivia, the boys? Same thing on the boys' side as it is with the girls. The top two performers are actually also from Jamaica. The top returner is Raquel Broderick, who actually finished second in this event last year with a toss of 194 feet, 11 inches. And so far this season, three of his performances have been over 198 feet. In his most recent performance, he threw 206 feet, which is incredible. However, you also have Ricardo Hales, of Clarendon, he finished third at the U-20 trials for Jamaica and his best mark this year is at 200 feet. So he's just been doing an extraordinary job. I feel like we have to highlight Benjamin Shu also from Bergen Catholic. He's from New Jersey. He's also the top American in this field. He finished second at New Bounds National Outdoors in the discus. He's currently number 18 in the nation and been through 187 feet, two inches at Arcadia just a couple weeks ago. And his personal best is 198 feet five inches which he threw at the new jersey group championships last spring so i'm excited to see how ben responds to the 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 top ranked athletes from jamaica here at penn relays ben did that as a freshman last year by the way uh that's the freshman mm -hmm. class record 198.5 um he didn't have a like the indoor season that he would have liked especially to end it at new balance uh you know he, he goes into events always wanting to win uh, and he, he, he's all about that. But I think here's a time where he can kind of, you know, work toward that and flourish. Big fan of Benjamin Shu and, and what he has in front of him. And just another thing on, on Cedrica, uh, fourth, that would be that, that mark, 189, what is it, 9? 189.9, crazy. Would, would be four all-time on the girls' side. I mean, do we, do we get over 190 here? What do you think we could I mean, see shoot, with her? I mean, shoot, if she's on a roll already. But they, that performance came just like two weeks ago. If she's already on a roll, I mean, hey, why not? Like, I'm all for it. Like, I think she could do it. And um, that's just such a big improvement, too, from her 177.7 last year. And I think Abigail Martin, too, she's also going 186, over 186 feet. So yeah. I think she could also potentially shoot for that as well. I know, the uh, Olivia, the, the, the field events are not in the stadium. Like, they're all off shoot a little bit. You know, do you think she Correct. could reach Franklin Field with the discus? You think she could, you know, she could probably reach it? Nope. She probably could. She's going to hit somebody. Yeah. Hey, hey, come over to the discus circle. You just see it soaring over into the stadium. Yeah, no, that would be fun to watch. Okay, uh, we are going next to the long jump uh, where I'll get into the boys. Uh, two guys here that I'm looking for uh, at the top of the, the list here. Roy Ryan from Jamaica College. Uh, he was eighth last year at the World U20 Championships with a 
a great leap of 25 feet and three quarters. That was his best jump overall from last year. Uh, he's consistently been around 24-4 to 24-10 this season alone. He has a, a season best of 24-10 recently at the corporate area development meet. But, ladies, he had a 5.9 <laughs> tail wind here on the long <laughs> jump. 5.9. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, he doubled the, the legal limit there. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly triple. Yeah. Nearly triple. Uh, but, hey, he got 24-10 on that one. Um, you know, just uh, from from last year, I think he's improved immensely, and he's probably the favorite to look out for in the long jump. On the guy side, there's a sleeper here, I think. Malcolm Gray from Riverdale Baptist of Maryland. He he goes in with a top mark of 24-6 from March. But that's three feet basically better than any any jump that he had hit uh, previously over the indoor season and it's an insane improvement from his from his performances last year so gray will hopefully try to tap into some of that magic again here at Penn relays with a great field in front of him uh, he's definitely um, looking for that I think beyond those two uh, down the list a couple guys to watch out for drew Dillard of Archbishop Carroll um, great team in DC uh, teammate of Nicholas Harbor he's gone Dillard has jumped 22 eight and a half uh, in the long jump so I definitely think we could potentially see 23 feet out of him and then Brody Buffington uh, of Katassin no high school 100 meter or 200 meter here so hey gets to go in the field events uh, one of the the top emerging high school track talents in the country will be a pen relays in the long jump uh, he went 23 five and three quarters indoors that's an improvement from his 22 seven outdoors last year i think brody could make things happen and he might be a, a big storyline to watch uh, in the boys long jump what about the girls ashley looking at the girls i'm really excited for this one because going into this field we're going to have the defending champion avery lewis of friend central returning in 2023 she's already gone or she went 1910 and a quarter to win dated to take the title in 2022 and she just made her outdoor season debut this past weekend at the Bulls bulldog invitational and she jumped 197 so she's going to be one to look out for to get her final pen pen relays title um in 2023 but looking at the rest of this field too you're going to have Aaliyah foster who i think it can challenge she's from jamaica she's from mount alvernia and she so far has gone you know close to that 20 foot mark as well same as avery lewis she's or actually she she's gone 29 she's gone over that 20 foot mark she won gold at the grace kennedy championships a few weeks ago and then looking at the you know the third best entrant you got kiera lee abrams of south africa so she'll be making a trip out to penn relays i think she could also be a contender she just finished second at the south african u18 championships and you know if she can get up there toward that 20 foot mark i think she could challenge lewis and foster too so it'll be an exciting competition Olivia, I have a quick question for you. In high school, did you mm-hmm. run at the Penn Relays in high school? I did. Yes, did. I did you run your, your junior season? I believe I did, yes. I, so my question, yes. I guess, is in terms of recruitment. Uh, Avery Lewis obviously is uncommitted. She's a junior and probably one of the most sought-after recruits. Um, mm-hmm. I guess in terms of, like, big meets like that, the stakes, and, you know, you're, you're a junior looking toward your future, like – from your own experience, I guess what's it like, you know, feeling like, hey, I want to produce or I want to show, you know, my best self here at the Penn Relays. How does that kind of impact, I think, in terms of recruitment? I definitely feel like Penn Relays is a great opportunity for high school athletes to really kind of get a showcase, like a, a preview of kind of like what it's like to compete at the college level, because Penn Relays is one of the most 
I say this very loosely, but chaotic me, because there's a lot of things happening, right? Like you have the stands being engaged, you have different events going on um, as well at the same time. So if you're able to focus at Penn Relays, handle your business and get the job done, I think that shows coaches too that like, hey, you know, this athlete can really focus on what they need to do despite everything going on around them, but also happen at the same time. But I feel like the junior season, especially as a sprinter, is a really pivotal moment because that's when you know that upcoming summer coaches are able to call you and have communication with you too so it's kind of leaving your best foot and your best mark out on the table you want to show them your most recent performances too so i feel like the junior season is really important especially when it comes to recruiting all those colleges are in town for the pen relays too so they have like a Mm -hmm. prime viewing to see you know someone like avery lewis uh it's it's probably the best sort of uh point to be in if you're an athlete looking to get recruited all right, we're going into the triple jump. Olivia, what do you got? Yes, let's look at these triple jumpers on the girls' side. Jade Ann Dawkins, 17 years old from St. Jago. She's the Carifta U20 champion. She's going to be one of the heavy favorites going into this event. And she has just been consistent all year, leaping over 42 feet. Her best mark was actually at the Central Championships in March, where she triple jumped just slightly over 43 feet into a negative 1.2 headwind so this girl has some bounce in between uh her strides and everything she's also going to receive competition from Koreantia griffith from webster schroeder from new york she jumped 40 feet nine inches already this spring just kind of reflecting back on her indoor season she had six performances that were over 40 feet her best mark was 41 feet 11 and a half inches and she's also the new york state champion and she was sixth at new balance national indoors and i'm a huge fan of this next young talent lyric driscoll from western branch in virginia she finished second at adidas track nationals with a leap of 41 feet six inches and you know last year she finished 41 feet 10 and a quarter of an inch uh to set a new personal vest at the va showcase so i feel like this girl has potential i know i had a chance to talk with her at adidas and she's like i'm just trying to make things kind of click um and again adidas was a couple months ago you know so i feel like she's probably had been putting in a lot of work to really sharpen those things that she want to focus on i really think she could elevate herself into the top spots here at Penn Relays. Another fun fact about Lyric Driscoll, I know in recent weeks we talked about her being one of the most versatile athletes in the country. She signed with Illinois. Uh, head coach Petros Caprino, uh, I probably botched the name, but uh, huge multis guy. She's going to be a heptathlete mm-hmm. in Illinois too. So, you know, the, the, multiple versatile uh, event base there. So uh, I think Illinois saw that and obviously is going to buy in on Lyric Driscoll in college. Uh, on the boys' side, in the triple jump, we have Trevin Winston Hammer of Jamaica College. He enters uh, with a top mark here, 15.61 meters or 51 feet, two and three quarters. That was from the Jamaican Championships uh, in March. That earned him a big title there. Um, his previous best to that performance was 49.11 and three quarters. He's uh, 19 years old, uh, but he's improved vastly year over year. Just last year alone, he's... Uh, he went 49-0, so he's improved by about 11 inches just 
uh, from some season to season. So it's been a bit stark improvement for him, and he could showcase some some good skills there. On the American front, uh, Taik Bowie uh, is the top American from Potomac High School. Just a junior. He does a little bit of everything. The 449-6 long jump. But in the triple jump here, he'll f- feature in the pen relays. 45-10 is his best mark. But he's performed at a, a number of stages at New Balance Nationals Indoor. He earned a runner-up finish with a mark of 48 feet and a half. He also won a Virginia Class 6 Indoor title this year. Uh, fifth at New Balance Nationals Indoor last year. And fourth at Virginia Outdoors. Uh, so good stuff from Bowie. We have one more pen relays related segment, and that is the pole vault. Let's go to Ashley first. Looking at the girls pole vault here, it's going to be a home state showdown because the top three seeds all come from Pennsylvania. So that'll be exciting to see. And they're led by Veronica Vaca. And, you know, she is the two-time national champion indoor. She won both New Balance Indoor Nationals and also Adidas Track Nationals. She's had a personal best of 13, eight and a half inches in her win at Adidas. And so far this outdoor season, she's jumped 12-6 in just a couple meets. But she's going to be your favorite here at Penn Relays. But right behind her is going to be Maddie Kelly. She's also eclipsed 13 feet before. She's gone 13-6 this indoor season. She actually finished second to Veronica Vaca at New Balance Indoor Nationals. And then lastly, you have Katie Irvine. And she, too, has also cleared 13-6. And she was actually your Pennsylvania Indoor State champion. She beat out Veronica Vaca and Maddie Kelly in this field. And she also finished second at Milrose Games. So all three of these ladies are very experienced at the national level in the pole vault, all from Pennsylvania. It's going to be really exciting to watch, I think. 100%. Olivia, will we see 18 feet on the boys' side? <laughs> Ooh, I am looking forward to that if we do. Really quick before I dive into the boys, uh, Veronica Vaca's mom actually emailed me a few weeks ago saying she is so pumped for Penn and cannot wait to see the mouth split crew there. So great. I don't Great. know if he's more excited. So us or uh, Veronica bring Vaca, a t- but Veronica hey, do you, Vaca's mom. What, what's T-shirt size? Figure out the T-shirt size. We'll bring some T-shirts. I will figure out the T-shirt size. We, I'll email Miss um, Vaca after. We, we still have some mile split mom T-shirts. We have not gotten rid of all of them. <laughs> so Yeah, we should bring those. Yes. Yeah. Do that. Mm-hmm. We should bring those. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I didn't know we had some more. So, yep. yeah, Corey pack those in the suitcase uh, for next week. But anywho, let's talk about the boys' side. I feel like, you know, as I was kind of diving into the the lineup for this, that actually did cross my mind. I'm like, we're just a few inches away from 18 feet. The atmosphere will definitely be there. So I feel like if there's one guy that could potentially do, it's going to be Wyatt Stewart. And this is going to be his first time competing at Penn Relays. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does here. He is the Kentucky standout, currently U.S. number one performer this season already with a clearance of 17 feet, seven and three quarters of an inch, literally from that last weekend. So he is on the move right now. He was second at New Balance National Outdoors, and he has the experience. And I feel like he can do something amazing at Penn Relays uh, in just a few days from now. Brian O'Sullivan of Hillsboro from New Jersey, he also cleared 16 feet this year. But another athlete to kind of keep your eyes out for is Neil Howard of Taconic Hills, another athlete from New York. He hasn't opened up yet in the pole vault, but he's cleared 15-9 this past indoor season, and he won the New York State Championship title with that jump. So I feel like we have a lot of great athletes that could really raise the bar this weekend, but Wyatt Stewart's definitely the, the guy to look out for. Nice. Did you do that on purpose? Raise the bar, Raise Olivia. The bar. Nice little pun. pun. How punny. Pun intended. 
<laughs> Very funny. Great way to end uh, the Pen Relay segments. Uh, okay, so we have all of your analysis on Pen Relay's events on Miles, but last show, this show, uh, we're going to feature all that and more, plus more content heading into the event, which is April 27th to 29th in Philadelphia. So stay tuned on Miles, but flow track for all the coverage there. Before we finish out our show, um, something huge happened over the weekend in California, and we would be remiss if we did not comment on it. Uh, I think we have a, a video queued up here. Uh, Leo Young from Newberry Park. Uh, ran in a men's 1500 meter heat, ran 339.39 at the Brian Clay invite, and that's number four all time. Ladies, what are your thoughts on this performance from Leo Young? Crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, shoot, he's, if you look at this race too in its entirety, for the most of the race at the beginning, he's like boxed in. I see, you know, he stumbled a few times. Like he, it wasn't like he got out super well, but there he, you know, he finished within those top three there. I feel like that's really impressive. And, you know, as we've, kind of discovered he and you know Lex and Leo they're gonna they're gonna forego like the California state route they're gonna focus on competing like this unattached in these races you know against older competition and I think this is really gonna set them up for really fat if, if they want to chase records this is the season they're gonna do it and in this you know type of environment hey, Olivia thoughts here just wow just wow when when this video came about i was like oh my goodness and ashley touched on it too like he didn't get out the best because he was boxed in a few times and then there's one moment where like he literally was just like weaving through people i was like little race car here uh for mr young but like he finished really really strong number four all time and I think that that converts to a 356 mile, I believe, Corey. So mm -hmm. the fact that he has already taken those steps and it's only mid-April, like how much faster can this guy go? It's really scary to even process that. Yeah, and the the decision, as you said, to, to forego high school is not an unfamiliar one. Mm -hmm. I mean, in recent years, I think it's becoming more common from the super elite. But it does make mm -hmm. you think because – now it makes all the the athletes who run all these phenomenal times ineligible for national awards like Gatorade um, because you have to run for your high school state association within the NFHS, um, you know, gov governing body. So, you know, he could end up having a career year with some, you know, national record level performances. And, you know, it's kind of like a thing, Mo. Um was it three or four years yeah. ago? She had the best season by far of any high school senior. She wasn't named the Gatorade National Player of the Year because she competed for in you know the Trenton Track Club. You know, so it's it's like when you look back ten years from now, it's like and you look at the name who won the National Player of the Year, you're not going to see Leo Young even if he had a great year. You're not going to think see a thing Mo. It's just an interesting thing to think about, right? The way we view track and history mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, what's actually going to be remembered? Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on that or? It's interesting. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I guess if you look at this, though, you know, probably what's going through Leo and Lex's head is like, you know, who cares about all those awards? Let's just put our yeah. best foot forward, honestly. And, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I kind of respect that. You know, they just want to push each other and push themselves. And it's going to give them good experience for when they go to Stanford next year, too. Yeah. It makes mm -hmm. sense. It's not necessarily about, you know, Newberry Park performances mm -hmm. anymore. It's about yeah, getting those times and ready yeah. for Stanford. So yeah, I do agree with you. I think that's kind of the objective at this point. Three thirty nine, good time. Uh we'll see some more from him, Lex, Aaron, 
and the gang uh, going forward in the spring season. <laughs> that about does it for On the Line. Thank you for watching. Uh, next week, we're going to have another show. Uh, stay tuned. We'll talk more track and field. See ya.